HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is presented by Total Food Service. Total Food Service delivers the restaurant and food service industry's most comprehensive package of news and information. Offered in print and digitally on TotalFood.com, you'll receive the latest on the new normal. Welcome to The Big Food Question, a podcast exploring the most urgent questions from a food industry in crisis. I'm Dylan Hoyer, a producer for Heritage Radio Network. Today we're asking... How can we all be respectful when dining out? To our fellow patrons, and most of all, to front of house staff. Restaurants are facing their toughest challenge ever. And while restaurant owners and staff have worked hard to implement plans for outdoor and now indoor dining, they could use help keeping these plans and safety guidelines in check. They could use our help. Usually you think about a restaurant and yeah, they have prices on their menu and that's what they need from you as a diner. But right now, this moment calls for a lot more. That's Jamie Fass, who works on digital and communication streams for Roar, an organization focused on advocacy and relief for independent restaurants in New York. Roar stands for Relief Opportunities for All Restaurants. Roar has offered emergency cash grants to restaurant workers who were laid off. They've also focused on policy at the city and state level. They've worked with the government to enact provisions and executive orders related to outdoor dining and liquor sales. Now, as more restaurants are open for outdoor and indoor dining, Roar is turning their attention to eaters. The Good Diner 10 is sort of our, it's Roar's kind of one-stop shop for what it looks like uh, to be a good diner today in New York State both from a health and safety standpoint and also from kind of an etiquette and a cultural standpoint. Restaurants have relied on community support throughout the pandemic to buy gift cards, order takeout, and even simply donate to support their staff. Now that they can host diners in person, they're depending on those who show up to do their part in keeping everyone safe. That's where Roar felt they could help, by making these expectations explicit. We actually have more bandwidth to kind of speak in pretty plain and pretty blunt and pretty serious terms to sort of the general diner in New York. Whereas a restaurant who, you know, A, their business is really hurting and B, they want to be overly hospitable to their guests and treat them 
really well and sort of there's a soft-spoken nature that kind of comes with that um we didn't have those same hurdles to jump through so we thought if we can sort of instead of saying please would you mind so dearly to sanitize your hands when you get to our restaurant you know as roar we kind of could just be like sanitize your hands upon arrival so without further ado i'll pass the mic to jamie the good diner 10 uh verbal podcast edition She'll take us through Roar's 10 tips on how to be a respectful diner wherever you choose to eat and drink. One, of course, is sanitize your hands upon arrival. We want to keep our businesses and the people flowing through them, whether that's employees or guests or, you know, overnight cleaners and everyone like that. We just want to keep everyone safe. So, Once you get to the establishment, we do ask that you sanitize your hands. Number two is wear a mask when less than six feet distance from all staff, whether seated or standing. This has been kind of the hardest one for us to, um, we've heard that it's the hardest one to enforce. And I think, you know, people are so comfortable when they're at restaurants, you're drinking wine and you're, you're maybe with your friends who are in your close social circle and you're eating as well, right? So it makes sense to have your mask off when you are eating and drinking. But if you think about a staff member who, as their job, it's to treat you well and to treat you hospitably, you know, that usually means that they're less than six feet away from you. And this is a person, they're really a frontline essential worker who is risking their health and their life, maybe in some cases, to make sure you have a good meal. So I think the least we can ask is that, you know, when you are interacting with staff, whether seated or standing, um, to just put your mask on. I make a practice of, I don't put my mask, you know, in my bag or or away when I'm at a restaurant. I, I actually keep it on my lap just so that whether someone is, you know, just coming over to pour a glass of water or if a manager is coming over to say hello, it's super accessible. The third one is pretty self-explanatory. Stay home if you're feeling sick or if you're within 14 days of traveling to a state that's on the New York quarantine list. We would love if you ordered takeout instead to support uh, your local restaurants as well. But, you know, we, we want to make sure that the people coming into our establishments are as sort of healthy as possible. Number four is respect the rules of the establishments. This one is sort of more on that kind of etiquette and and culture side. And so we just ask that as a diner, you appreciate the fact that that restaurant owner and that team behind that restaurant, they know their space best and they know their guests best and they know their team best. To do your part as a diner means to follow those rules. So, you know, it's kind of like how many grocery stores have arrows on the floor, right? Like go the right way in the grocery store. Similar, you know, in restaurants, if they, you know, pre-pandemic had two doors that you could enter from. And right now one is entry and one is exit. Like, please follow that traffic pattern. Or if you're waiting for a table and they said to you, you know, we'll take your name, but please don't linger outside. Instead, please go for a walk around the block. Just do that. Um, They're trying to keep you safe. And number five is kind of an extension of that as well. Respect the laws of the land. There have been a lot of guidance and requirement documentation coming from 
the city and uh, the state as well about eating out at restaurants and, and what's safe to do. And, you know, we, we hope that all restaurants are sort of abiding by those things and putting them first and foremost. But as a diner, we, we ask you to do that as well and to sort of understand what you're doing when, you, when you're dining out. Um, sort of back in, in June, July, the, the height of the summer when folks were, when there was a lot of like uh, alcohol and drinking happening on the streets, I had a lot of personal friends sort of say, it's so amazing that you can, you know, it's now legal to drink on the street in New York City and, and that open container laws have changed. And those laws actually never, never changed. And restaurants were on the hook for violations. So as a diner, I think it's really up to the public to understand sort of what's what's at stake if, if these rules are infringed upon, um, both the rules of the establishment and the rules of the city, wherever you are. Number six is be mindful of the length of your time at the table. I by no means mean that you should, you know, rush through your meal or order less so that you you get in and out faster. But, you know, if, if you're catching up with an old friend and you guys have closed your tab, um, maybe go for a walk around the block instead of staying seated at that restaurant for another two hours, which is maybe something you would have done a little bit ago, sort of pre-pandemic. But that table and that space is is really important and given capacity limits as well. You know, being that indoor dining is only available for 25% in New York City and various capacities um, around the state, those tables are are really valuable. And we would like to make sure that as diners, we're giving restaurants the sort of full... The, the fullest use of, of the limited amount of tables that they do have to make some sort of income. Number seven is please contact the restaurant if you need to change or cancel your reservation. You know, if you make a reservation and you no-show for that reservation and the restaurant has turned away, you know, a party that would have seated there because they were waiting for you to arrive and then they end up having an empty table for an hour and a half at a peak dinner hour, that is lost revenue that no one can really afford right now. So I think it's a great idea to book reservations. Um, It helps restaurants with traffic flow and sort of to manage their staff and things like that. So I would say if a restaurant does allow you to make a booking, um, that's a great great way to go. And then if you are going to cancel or need to change your reservation or are going to be late, please just give them a call and let them know so that they can sort of adjust accordingly. Number eight is please stay seated while eating and drinking and do not congregate in groups of more than 10. You know, social distancing is sort of still the way to go, of course, um, and mask wearing as well. So once you arrive at a restaurant, it would be great if you sort of stayed seated just so the people that are up and walking around are the restaurant staff and their team to keep sort of traffic flow and and close bump-ins to a minimum. So I would say, you know, keep your friends uh, close and closer than anyone else and sort of folks that you're not dining with, just stay stay at that kind of six feet plus distance. You know, restaurants are having a tough time and we wanted to include number nine as, you know, give restaurants the benefit of the doubt. Patience and understanding are hugely important right now. Um, And I think, you know, myself just personally as a diner, I've been 
been more patient and more understanding uh, with restaurant folks and, and staff that I've been interacting with. Everyone's wearing a mask and it's hard to hear people when, you know, kitchens are super loud, like lip reading is is really important and we can't do that anymore. So if, you know, a dish takes a little bit longer or you have to wait an extra five minutes because your table had to be reset, you know, somewhere else because someone's party was larger or just whatever those sort of little hiccups are. There are a lot of moving parts in restaurants normally, and that sort of got magnified by a scale that like I can't even quantify. So I think if you can give restaurants the benefit of the doubt and sort of take a breath and realize that if your dish is taking a little bit longer, there's probably a good reason for it, we would really, really appreciate it. And then 10 is sort of an extension of that as well, center gratitude. We're all doing our best and and really do appreciate the patience and support that restaurants are being afforded today and just sort of hope to see that carry forward. You know, we all miss restaurants for so long while, while New York was on a pretty intense lockdown. And it's so beautiful, you know, sharing a meal with a friend or a family member um, in, in a restaurant, whether it's in a gorgeous dining room or a nice outdoor setup. So we just hope that that folks are are grateful and gracious and can afford us a little bit of extra patience, support, and understanding as everyone sort of finds their feet again. You can find a written list of the Good Diner 10 in the show notes. The last thing Jamie asks is that you share it far and wide on social media so that it reaches as many people as possible and helps foster a more positive culture at our restaurants. Thanks for listening to The Big Food Question. Stick around to hear what makes our show possible. This episode is presented by Total Food Service. Total Food Service delivers the restaurant and food service industry's most comprehensive package of news and information. From day one of the COVID-19 crisis to today, the focus of Total Food Service has been to listen to the needs of their restaurant and food service readers. They were stunned by the endless stream of heartwarming stories. Restaurants everywhere were stepping up to feed hospitality workers and first responders while nimbly converting to takeout and delivery options. Total food service coverage has now moved to the planning forward stage. Offered in print and digitally at totalfood.com, you'll receive the latest on the new normal. Need answers and solutions? Find them at totalfood.com. Don't forget to subscribe to The Big Food Question wherever you get your podcasts. Check back often as we address critical questions for eaters, operators, and workers across food topics and business sectors. If you have questions you'd like the show to answer, email us at question at heritageradionetwork.org. Special thanks for this episode to Jamie Fass. The Big Food Question is produced by Katie Mosman-Wadler, Kat Johnson, Hannah Forden, Dylan Hoyer, Matt Patterson, Luke Griffin, and Jenny Dorsey. This episode's executive producer was me, Dylan Hoyer. Our audio engineer is Matt Patterson. Our theme song was composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. The Big Food Question is powered by Simplecast. The content of this series is provided for general information only and should not be considered professional advice. You should obtain professional advice or specialist advice before taking or refraining from any action on the basis of this content. This project is funded in part by a Humanities New York CARES grant with support from the National Endowment for the Humanities and the Federal CARES Act. 
This program is also supported in part by public funds from the New York City Department of Cultural Affairs in partnership with the City Council. The Big Food Question is a production of Heritage Radio Network, the world's pioneer food radio station. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org and follow us at heritage underscore radio.